Sheetthegreen.com Hey guys, welcome back to the Shikona.com show. Uh, so we're doing it a little, it a little bit differently this week. Uh, we're just pulling in uh, friends of Shikona.com and, and people that Andreas thinks would be great to get some commentary from as well. Uh, so we've got Mark Lamb, uh, co-founder and CEO of CoinFlex. Welcome to the show, Mark. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So we, as, as many of you know, we put out the, the Shikona.com newsletter every week. Um, and we just wanted to run through some of the, the spiciest bits of that, um, but and just get some thoughts as well. So I, I guess one of the biggest ones from last week was this, this Binance swastika debacle, um, which... <laughs> and I, <laughs> And I know what's what's kind of interesting is I guess as someone because you're you're based in Asia, right, Mark? Um, I'm actually based in Dubai now. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. But you spent you spent some time as well in that part of the world, right? So I guess many years in Asia. Yeah. So it might be an interesting kind of take as well about about how this uh, happened <laughs> and how it kind of slipped through the net. Um, yeah. I mean. Andreas, I know, I know you were saying when we when we spoke privately about this that you thought it might be uh, due to the kind of Chinese um, management of Binance, <laughs> but would love your thoughts as well. What, what do you think went on there? I, yeah, I mean, mine was mine was pretty simple, and Mark will know this, which is it's it's just really it's just really far away. They don't. You know, like if you ask around in China or even Japan or many things, they don't really think about this stuff. They have other stuff to worry about. I think it was a huge mistake. <laughs> like, how many controls do you have in in exchange with the size of Binance to to check before um, publishing th- something? I mean, that's uh, it can't happen. I mean, it's it's not serious. <laughs> well, especially on Hitler's birthday, that's the best part. That was yeah. uh, that was what made it a little bit even uh, spicier. <laughs> Yeah, that was just nuts. Yeah, I think I think the way they tried to like humanize it, um, and it's and it's funny, like uh, so how they tried to humanize the kind of response to it when they did the announcement, saying, "Oh yeah, we kind of messed up there," which I guess is is fine. But Binance is what a a multi billion dollar company at this point, so it's a uh, it's pretty pretty rough going there. Um, it was pretty yeah. honest, honest. Yeah, how they published like they, they feel really embarrassed and, and they, they show the transparency in, in that how how they have that um how, how do you say it's left away like yeah do you do you think so if it if it's binance i'm guessing well they have a pretty sizable internal marketing team right like it's not so much just a pr agency running that or do you think they're working with like external partners on those things um i don't know I think it was probably their internal team. I, I think it was probably not an external agency because I think someone external would have likely caught it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let's let's kind of kind of continue with the you know looking at some big launches uh, from from certain exchanges. So Coinbase launched this whole uh, you know the NFT platform, um, which which is kind of funny because it, it seems like the biggest marketing win has been this comment section. Um, which seems to be going viral across uh, crypto Twitter in particular. Um, I don't know if they'll ever like break into that space because they're, they're doing quite high fees and stuff. Um, but yeah, is is that is the re- reemergence of the troll box? Is that ac- by accident or is that by design? Uh, what do you think? I think it was thought. It, it was think. 
I, I mean, they, they, they think Find about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great idea. Uh, it, it is a great idea until the bots start chilling, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, all the, but uh, all the memes I saw about the comments were uh, just people talking shit. Pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. that's all. That's and, all it's been at this point. And it was always like, uh, yeah, just like ragging on people's NFTs and advertising something else. Uh, we... I actually think I actually think uh, Coinbase is going to face pretty tricky network effects with OpenSea. And actually, as much as Coinbase has the uh, market share of all these Americans and all these customers, OpenSea has a lot of international customers and customers around the world that use nfts and they're they're quite a liquidity hub maybe a very dominant liquidity hub for nfts so much so so much so i would even say like in the world of ex crypto exchanges stable coins other network effects that exist within crypto like there's a lot of distributed players like there's no majority market share player in derivatives Uh, Binance has only 30% of spot trading, so they're not majority there. Um, and in NFTs, I would say OpenSea is probably 90% plus. They probably have the lion's share, vast majority. So I actually think um, it's quite a difficult move for Coinbase to go up against uh, uh, an incredible competitor like OpenSea just from the perspective of the the network effect that OpenSea has i mean I, i i wouldn't want to be in that business what about looks rare how's that going oh uh, <laughs> i had some <laughs> i had some bags of that which uh which didn't do so well but uh <laughs> um but yeah. they're trying to they're trying to go down the like the sushi path right of doing the whole vampire attack thing um whereas that's that's an interesting point because yeah Looks rare. Tried to do the vampire attack where they're trying to pull over, you know, the listings and everything else from from OpenSea. Whereas Coinbase have pretty much gone in like super fresh and and not trying to pull over any users per se, just trying to get new users. Um, yeah, I, I think I think um, the the competition in there is is really hard because as as Mark was saying. Even Binance tried it with the NFTs. Yeah, PancakeSwap tried it. Tofu uh, NFT looks rare. They, they couldn't even get any piece of the markets, even in Solana. OpenSea even is deploying in Solana, so no one no one can, can compete because no one is offering anything different. So the common stuff, I think, it, it is something different. It is uh, an added value. It is a, a, a difference between the others because none of them have uh, have any any commentary section. So yeah. it is. Yeah. This is more difference, but but it is a difference in fact. What what is like the in, in terms of like buys and sells in the US? Coinbase still dominate though, right? That's still they still have the biggest market share of of US crypto buying and selling. I'm pretty sure. For sure, but NFTs are pretty global. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I think they'll do well. I think they'll probably take market share away from OpenSea. I just uh, I just kind of uh, I think maybe. Part of the reason why they're going into NFTs is because of the difficulties regulatorily in the U.S. launching any products aligned with with exchanges. You know, why not do lending on spot? Well, there's regulatory issues there. You know, there's a lot of regulatory issues with a lot of things that would be maybe more aligned with their business. And they feel like from a regulatory perspective, you know, regulators don't care about NFTs. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess FTX. Yeah, that's a good point. 
you don't hear you don't hear very much though from FTX on the NFT front, right? Like I feel like it's still a thing, but FTX NFTs are I don't know, that's kind of stopped being considered a competitor. Wonder if that will make a resurgence with Coinbase uh kind of launching something themselves. I think I think FTX was smart because they went very low effort. They made a product in weeks, no traction, fuck it. Um, while Coinbase spent a lot of time and money on this. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I really laughed out with with that comment that said uh, that to to unblock him. Um, how was it, babe? This is Sarah. Please unblock my number. Yeah. And in the comment tray. <laughs> that was really funny. This this will be the comment section on Coinbase NFT. Just like um, what do you call those in the newspaper? You know. Like uh, I met this girl on the train. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the classified ads. Classified. <laughs> I'm selling a so, car. It's new. <laughs> so it's funny what you what you interesting what you mentioned there, Mark, about the you know the regulation and uh, thinking about the U.S. So I know um, one one thing we mentioned in the newsletter last week was uh, Andre Kronja. Kronja, however you pronounce the second name, calling for more regulation uh, actually in crypto um, versus externally. So he was trying to push for that, uh, you know, build into DeFi products, which which is quite funny because obviously he's he's made him turn himself into a billionaire uh, off uh, non-regulated decentralized finance products. Um, but I don't know if who else here was following that but any thoughts on uh the timing of that and if if it could actually even be a thing in defy <laughs> i think first you have to, to to make the money then you have to to keep it and for keeping it he needs a regulation for security right that's all my my comments on this. <laughs> yeah i mean who knows i i i think it's uh it's pretty difficult, if not impossible, to uh, impose regulations on DeFi in the same way it's, uh, you know, it would be impossible for a regulator to say, hey, why don't we double the total number of Bitcoins that can exist in the world, you know, from 21 to 42? You know, that that that's not going to fly. And um, trying to control DeFi protocol in some cases might work, but in most or a lot of cases, you know, it's, it's probably not going to work. Did you uh, did you notice that Tornado Cash is integrated with Chainalysis for OFAC? Really? What? <laughs> I I did not know that. That is Mark, Mark very you can explain. You can explain what all these words are, by the way. <laughs> okay, so Tornado Cat Tornado Cash is a mixing service. Um, uh, I don't know the degree to which it's decentralized, but. Um, uh, OFAC is the Office of Foreign Assets and Controls list, which is basically a um, a list that that is published by governments specifically related to uh, who should be sanctioned and who should be prohibited from financial institutions dealing with them. And uh, basically, what what uh, Andreas is saying is Tornado.cash as a mixing service, which is commonly used by kind of criminals and crypto hackers and, and, and thieves and, and exploiters of DeFi protocols, especially. Um, and he's saying that tornado.cash actually uses this maybe to screen who, 
who withdrawals and, and mixing transactions can get sent out by. And that's that's quite mind-blowing. I mean, I, I, I assumed they were just a completely criminal operation. So if this is no, true, that's... Uh... No, it's a real company as far as I know. And I'm pretty sure they're doxxed. But still, when I saw it, it was really weird. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I understand it because then you say, Tornado Cash is open source. So uh, we add OFAC, somebody else will not have it. So we are the lesser target, right? That, yeah, that is true. You, that's a very common uh, regulatory tactic is, uh, is actually, you know, going basically this, the one, one way to describe the tactic is don't be the slowest one. You know, if you're running with a bunch of people away from a bear, you don't want to be the slowest one because the slowest one gets eaten by the bear. You don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be, you know, the the fastest runner in the world, but you have to be at least not the slowest one, you know, so that you, some some other guy can get eaten by the bear. And yeah, that, that is that is a common tactic, and and maybe they can do that. I don't know of a lot of mix other mixers. So um, that being said, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about mixers, but I don't know of a lot of other mixers, so I'm not sure if this this tactic will be able to work for them. But uh, but yeah. Well, even with with Tornado, you can um, I've, I've never actually used it, but I'm, I know for a fact that you can basically you could undox the transactions. Right. So if you if you decide to a later date and you have to prove it for tax purposes or whatever, you have an easy out anyway yeah. as a user because you can just be like, well, uh, here's exactly what uh, what the transaction was for, where it came from and everything. So it's it's kind of funny how it's how it's built out. And I know they had that. We, we covered it in the newsletter as well about you know, when the, was it Forbes or Bloomberg did a, did a piece on interviewing one of the co-founders and they basically, uh, said he was saying that, you know, he's not a, uh, they, they misquoted him massively throughout the whole thing. Um, and basically said it was, you know, uh, a mixing service being used by people on the dark web, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's quite a funny tactic. That's very interesting. So also one other thing I, I wanted to, to speak about. So I know, uh, this is kind of related to, to crypto uh, and I think we'll have some ramifications, but obviously this Elon Twitter takeover, um, I wonder how that's going to, you know, impact uh, Twitter. Will Elon be pushing uh, Twitter to continue to be the home of a lot of crypto discussion and uh, yeah, kind of topics around crypto or do you think he'll move away from that? I think it, it is going to be like a like a crypto hub <laughs> a place to to discuss everything I, I i'm this is not financial advice but i would even buy dodge if, <laughs> <laughs> if i had to because with elon musk buying twitter uh something is going something big i think is going to come up with that i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i would say i would say the platform uh is gonna stay the same for crypto users. I don't think crypto users are going to be very affected by it other than maybe bots will be, well, he's, he's, he's pretty, pretty committed to uh, destroying all the bots. So I think uh, spam bots and stuff like that probably go away. And then other than that, I, I don't think the platform will change very much, but it seems like, it seems like the deal is going through hopefully. And, uh, should be a good thing for free speech and freedoms generally. You don't think they're going to monetize it? Like to make it a, a bit more like, I don't know, 
maybe you can connect your wallet or things things like that oh no i i think they'll do a whole bunch of stuff like that i think the 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 best part is like you know there'll be more vitality to the platform so you know things that it's been kind of slow and sluggish to get changed you know they're that, that's probably going to be a uh, changed culturally but um yeah i mean i mean he he might just be buying it for the simple reason of like having it be more of a a, a free speech platform and less less banning of, of people for what they say politically that 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 might be his only aim but he's probably you know he's probably going to do greater things yeah and yeah uh, I, i was looking at it a bit and um mostly i would be scared if i was working at twitter because you know twitter's notoriously these social justice warriors um in in san francisco uh because they probably spend like 75% of the working day on thinking about like who is um uh, like what's the next cause they should virtue signal is and not working and you see people hinting to what kind of things they do there it's like dead the days where the whole company is off on time and just like weird stuff yeah and if you've heard about the working conditions at SpaceX or Tesla it's like you get yelled at if you want to go to the hospital when your wife is giving birth so if yeah. i was working at twitter i would be shit scared um because you might actually have to work and elon even wrote that they should turn the entire hq of twitter in san francisco into a homeless shelter because no one goes to work anyway <laughs> i just i just love it because i used to walk past that building on my way to work at the kraken and it's like man what a sorry place <laughs> yeah i mean they're he's de- you know 50% of the staff will probably be fired it's, that's the speculation i think there's you know a lot of reasons to assume that that's correct so all the, i think all the, you're probably uh, right all the uh, gender and racial equity officers <laughs> i think it's, it it is also a, an, an easy buy for people in 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 the stocks uh, market because right now it's $50 and he's going to buy it for 40 uh, $54 so that's just um an easy way to to make some profits i think <laughs> well you got the risk that the deal falls through yeah but but they they just accepted it i think so i don't know what do you think about it? It is an opportunity. Yeah, how does I I have no idea how that works. So in, in terms of if uh you know you you spotted the arb there, <laughs> can you arb that if you see it going through? Like I don't know if no that's possible. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, it's, it's a whole category of arbitrage called merger arbitrage and what you're basically doing is you're betting on the odds that a deal actually goes through because obviously, you know, Elon could get upset or the Twitter board could get upset or some problem could happen and You know, I mean, Elon's basically said if I if the deal doesn't go through, I'm going to be selling all my shares. He didn't specifically explicitly say this, but reconsider my position as a shareholder, right? So, you know, if 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 that happens, like you, you know, you buy it at 54 or you buy it at, you know, 48 thinking, "Oh, this yeah. is going to go to 54 because the deal is inevitable." You know, if, if the deal falls through, you know, you're stuck holding something that might be worth 30. So, you know, obviously not financial advice and I I don't know anything about the stock market. But um But you know, generally speaking, that's kind of the risk you're taking when you do uh, merger arbitrage. So I think, uh, but but yeah, I mean, it seems like the stock market is pricing the deal as if it's more likely to 
happen. So, yeah, that was kind of uh, strategic what he did, like buying a huge percentage of the company and then like threatening them with with a with a buy, <laughs> with a huge buy. The whole thing I has mean, been like massive sale. It's enough for they can refuse. <laughs> they can refuse it because I, they, they know that the stocks will will really go down if he sells. So they have to say yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, it was a smart tactic. Tactic. He's, uh, he's gone from being internet entrepreneur to being physical world entrepreneur to being corporate raider. You know, uh, <laughs> totally. Kind of determined, determined to prove that there's nothing he can't do. So. And and I love it that he um, Jack, who I guess is the one of the founders of Twitter, is siding with Elon on Twitter yeah. in many things, and they're both shadow banned. It's like it's just such a clown world. No, no, <laughs> I, I think I think I think the shadow ban thing was fake. I think there was a website that okay. would say who was shadow banned, and and that website was broken. So uh, ah, okay, then, uh, then that's good. Really I never funny. checked it. So I guess uh, also, Mark, while we have you here, um, would be good to get you know the latest. What's what's going on at CoinFlex? Always intrigued to hear what you guys are up to. Yeah, so we're about to this week launch uh, CoinFlex US. Um, so that's going to be a zero fee trading exchange in the US, and it'll also have FlexUSD, which is the only stablecoin that pays interest. So it's a stable coin, you just hold it and it, it automatically pays interest directly to your wallet. Um, right now, I think the interest rate is around uh, eight to 10% APR, but it, it, you know, it, it varies. Sometimes it's as low as four or 5%, sometimes as high as 20 to 30%. So um, it comes, the interest comes directly from the futures market. So you're not making money from inflation or something that's risky or anything like that. You're literally just getting paid uh, for collateralized spot to futures trades. So you're you're basically um, holding a one-to-one -one collateralized stable coin that is collecting interest every hour and paying out every eight hours. So yeah, we're really excited about that. Things are going well. Um, we've got some more exciting developments in the next few weeks that we'll be able to talk about publicly. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, continually progressing down our mission you know it's it's been a very focused time for us so and when when can people go and register on complex is it a separate website this the separate website uh you can you can actually pre-register right now and you'll be able to get an account you'll be able to have a live account that's fully functional this week so it's going live this week Ooh. very cool which yeah, which parts of the us are you, are you going to be available in is it pretty much most every most of the us every single state except for new york amazing wow cool i guess we'll wrap it up wrap it up there i appreciate you jumping on on such cool. short yeah. notes as well mark thank you for joining us thanks for and, having uh, me